podcast about morality and politics with Michael Bank Peterson and Oliver Scott Curry. Well, good morning and welcome to a special episode of The Map. This is the morning after the night before. It's, uh, it's the morning of Wednesday, the 4th of November, and Michael and I are hunkered down in Europe like the rest of the world, waiting to find out what's going to happen with this surprisingly close US presidential election. It looked like all the polls said it was in the bag for Biden, but obviously that hasn't happened. And at, at time of podcasting, it could go either way. Over to Denmark. Michael, what are your initial reactions and thoughts? So... I was called up by a, a journalist uh, asking uh, that uh, very same question, and I will, uh, I will, um, I'll give you the answer that I gave him. And I think that what we're watching here uh, at distance is a democracy in crisis, uh, and I think it is in crisis at uh, two levels. Um, first of all, it's at the crisis, uh, or it is, it is in crisis at at the level of what the elite actors are doing now. And here I'm, I'm mostly thinking about uh, Donald Trump's uh, speech about uh, we have won. Uh, and if the results show something else, it's because of fraud and we need to do something about it. Like that's, that's a clear sign of crisis. What I also think that it is in crisis at a deeper level. And that is that the situation that we are in is, uh, or that that our American listeners uh, are in, is is not something that is is only caused by Donald Trump. It is uh, the reflection of of broader polarization that has been going on for decades, where it seems that in United States a central premise for democracy is crumpling, which is the sense of a shared fate. Um, it seems to me that 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 is, uh, if it hasn't already been lost, there's uh, signs that uh, that it's uh, in severe danger of being lost. So I'm 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 in a gloomy mood uh, this morning. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I share that gloomy mood. I think it's um, uh, the whole the whole thing is baffling and appalling and surprising, um, and. Um, and puzzling in the sense that, in general, with human behaviour, uh, here's an like an astonished and amazing phenomena um, for which the explanation is not clear. So, in a sense, the only, um, despite the gloom, I I can sense within myself um, at least two uh, positive things. Um, one is a surprising uh, a surprising sense of calm that we're closer to a resolution than we were a few days ago, not necessarily the resolution I'd like, but there's something about it to say, well, at, at last it has happened and it is closer to being the uncertainty one way or another is about is will be resolved. We're closer to resolving it. And that makes me feel better than continued uncertainty or the not knowing of what, what's going to happen. Uh, so I, I'm surprisingly comforted by that, which is, not what I was expecting. Um, and the other thing is my curiosity has been 
aroused again because like i say here's a here's a puzzling thing that i cannot explain and um you know much like uh, nobody likes cancer but it also presents an interesting puzzle to try and figure out and and um, perhaps solve i don't i not mean to prejudge the phenomenon but i mean even bad things are interesting and uh that's um uh, that's motivating too so how can do we do we have any uh, i mean we'll definitely get back to the the fraud and the polarizations but can, and again we don't know the outcome i suppose what we're trying to explain now is not why trump won because we don't know if he's won or not um, but why it's so close when to many <laughs> observers it, it 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 shouldn't have been close um, and it wasn't going to be close so do we do we have explanations for why it's so close why he is so surprisingly popular as far i mean i haven't you know i'm not a is it a sophologist i'm not a sophologist i haven't been following the you know the the ticker tape of the results and everything uh, this morning um but it's it seems to me that he he's got he did better than last time uh he's got more votes than last time which is completely uh baffling completely against my expectations so do can we come up with any plausible hypotheses as to how this happened so so i think uh, i think the first question is why why is it uh, such a surprise to us that it is happening and and, and there there's something about uh polling agencies are they really able to predict uh, anything uh, when it comes to u.s presidential elections and i think the let, let's wait uh for the final results before we we cast any verdict on on that but i also think that it it speaks to uh again the the echo chambers that we are living in uh not necessarily uh, online but but also uh, in our offline lives that that we um european liberal academics um such a difficult time imagining why anyone would vote for Trump. That the fact that there are a lot of people who are not just doing it, but are extremely happy about doing so. Tens of millions. Exactly. Uh, constitutes a, a baffling uh, phenomenon. And and I think a lot of us had the the sense that well they will sort of get to their senses and 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 make this this the same choice um but um but i i think increasingly i think that's the uh, that's the wrong perspective to put on it and and it's it's there are something deep at work that uh we are not understanding uh, very well yeah but so and what is it that we don't, what is it what's the what's the unknown that we that we don't know i mean yeah. so um i you know i would i would never presume that i had the the right answer or that my preferences were uh, the you know the be all and end all i'm always willing to go out of my way to listen to the other side because i always i assume that even if i disagree i'm going to learn something or it's going to be something i missed I've tried, I mean, God, I'm exhausted from doing that for the last four years to always want to bend over backwards to, um, you know, extract 
the most information I can out of the from people I disagree with or views I um, I don't have, and and sometimes it sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but uh, I and so for example, recently I made a point of reading a few op-eds for various newspapers that have come out in favour of Donald Trump. And I thought, oh, okay, well here's going to be a relatively cogent summary, the kind of bullet points of the reasons why. Uh, sensible people might uh, stomp this way, and I won't necessarily agree, but I'll go. Okay, fair enough. That's a good, good, good point. Uh, and almost uniformly, they were they were disappointing in the sense that they were usually gloating over things that wouldn't have happened, would have happened anyway, and weren't necessarily Trump's doing. Things like the economy continuing to improve after the you know it's been on an upward trajectory for the last uh, now. 12 years, but it was, you know, it just carried on. He, he managed to not ruin uh, Obama and Biden's upward trajectory and, until COVID. But so he was sort of crowing about the success of the economy, which wasn't really caused by him. Uh, he was sort of being celebrated for appointing Supreme, Supreme Court justices, which again, was nothing to do with him. I mean, anyone, unless he was out there actually finishing them off, these seats would have come available to any to anyone and or any Republican. It wasn't he didn't do anything about it. So uh, it's not a particularly it's not a particular virtue of his that he happened to be there when these people died. Um, and apart from that, it was a a, a lot of um, uh, kind of a, a polo, a polo, a po, apologia for his obvious character flaws, um, and then just completely insane demonization of the opposition. Um, you know. Some people want taxes to go up a bit. Some people want them to go down a bit. Uh, I don't know what the optimal amount is. Let's try and figure it out. But when someone says, uh, for example, Biden's proposal to put up taxes, put taxes back to where they were five years ago, is tantamount to introducing Venezuelan-style communism, you know, you're not dealing with a serious person. This is that's a ridiculous thing to say. I mean, it was was living under Obama. Uh, you know, Venezuelan communism, is that, is that a return to Cambodia under Pol Pot? It's completely, complete hyperbolic nonsense. So you just think that there are, you, this is your best, you know, I'm reading these op-eds, this is your best shot, give it to me, I'm all ears. And they've got, they have no case to make. Um, and then you go, go, you know, sort of go to the other end of the spectrum, you're listening to Vox Pops and, pe you know, they're obviously not representative people standing, um, uh, well, the Vox Pops outside at Trump's rallies are representative of the people who are extremely motivated to support him and turn out. And you listen to things they're saying, and they they're just they're they're just repeating the well documented lies that they've heard from Trump. So there's no um, there's no factual content. There's no reason. There's no argument for what they are um, for the positions they're taking or the people they're supporting. And I, and I'm not supposing that everyone's got everything completely you know everyone's perfectly rational as figuring everything everything out but you expect there to be some you know some uh some anchor to uh reality and you know people will spin it or in interpret it things in different ways fine but it, it just seems to be um a, a fact free zone which um so well so one anyway i'm just ranting but one of the, one of the, so one question of that is what's the uh as a sidebar what's the general view at the moment in 
political science, here's a kind of exam essay question for you. What's the view in political science on like whether voters are rational? And uh, I realize that's, that's a very that's big, a very big, uh, that's a very big uh, debate. You're allowed to give like a yes or no <laughs> answer. Uh, no, but I think I think one of the problems of uh, political science currently, and and in reality, I think that the the fact that we uh, two relatively well informed uh, people, I I should say, uh, that that we are uh, sort of wrestling with this question shows uh, a, a complete failure uh, on behalf of of my profession, which is the po political science. In, in grappling with with one of the the most important uh, questions and the which is exactly what we are talking about uh, right now and and I think one of the problems is that political scientists have been zooming in to a very large extent on what I think is like the surface factors involved in this like uh, Trump in itself, um, uh, Fox News, uh, hostile social media debates, um, where it's like, well, Trump is a cause of problems, or Fox News is a cause of problems. But we we haven't, or also another one is is the idea of uh, effective polarization, which I think is is a true phenomenon. That that we are are seeing more and more intense hatred of each other across partisan lines, but but the point is that effective polarization is uh, like that's not a cause; it's an effect. Uh, Trump is not a cause. Trump is an an effect. Fox News is an effect of something, not a cause. Um, so we we need to understand what are the deeper structural forces that are uh, at work, and I. In, in my opinion, one of those who have been doing the best research on this is uh, a, uh, a Russian-American sociologist, historian, mathematician, uh, Peter Turchin, who wrote a book called Agents of Discord. And, and what he is looking into is like, what are the, the deeper historical factors that push societies towards political instability? both historically, like what preceded the collapse of the Roman Empire, what preceded the French Revolution, and then in the, uh, in the current situation, what is actually pushing the uh, United States towards greater uh, instability. And, and his point is that it is, uh, to a very large extent, uh, increasing inequality, uh, increasing status uh, competition, uh, especially among uh, elites. So he has this term of elite overproduction that there's simply too many elites to fit in uh, to, the, to the top levels of uh, the societal ladder. And uh, as a consequence, uh, there's a very, very intense uh, status uh, fighting uh, in society. And so there's kind of barbarians at the gates trying to get in, trying to break into the elite inner circle. Yes, exactly. And, and I think that there's uh, a deep truth uh, to that. But, so, but what are they selling to all these tens of millions of supporters? So I think uh, 
I think the like the premise for 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 this mobilization strategy to work is that there are extremely deep seated frustrations uh, generated by the inequality uh, in large segments of the population, and I think that is that is what also the Democratic Party party in the United States need to reckon with and need to figure out how what can be done with like how do we actually um, speak to the frustrations that people have and make it clear to them that we will actually uh, deal with it, that we will actually work to make their lives better. Okay, but so to go back to my question, uh, so if, if we take that, take that on board, then a, the test of what, I mean, the, if that's the case, and if voters were rational, or, you know, or at least somewhat instrumentally rational, like they do things that tend to promote their interests, um, then they would be voting for supporting candidates, voting candidate for candidates who offer to solve those problems, right? So, okay, so you're not getting a fair shake, you're not you're being denied this, you're, they're sneering at you, blah, blah, blah. Here are the things I will do to solve that. Then, then you could go, okay, fair enough. They are, we, we don't like these policies, but you can see why people would support them. They are uh, addressing people's uh, wants and needs. But he, but Trump doesn't seem to be doing that. He doesn't seem capable of doing it. He, he's very good at tapping into these grievances, but he doesn't offer any solutions to them and hasn't really solved any of them. Um, I mean, notably, uh, he, I mean, just bafflingly, he didn't have any policy platform for the next four years. It's just ba it's basically vote for me and I'll do whatever I feel like. Um, so even even given the, that uh, deep structural analysis of discontents and things, he, people are, they don't seem to be again unless we're missing something. People are not voting for someone who has a, a realistic chance of of uh, solving those problems. It seems like they're voting for someone who. Um, it, I mean, it's just doing things that make them feel good. So someone who stands, a powerful person stands up and says, you know, you're all great. This state is great. Uh, you're Americans, they're the greatest. Um, we're much better than that other lot. Uh, we will overcome this stuff. It's just, it's just tickling people in the right places and people love it enough to vote for it um, is one uh, I mean, is, is that rational? I don't know. Um, but that's, that's is that seems part of what's going on and then it makes me think of your other work that it's also people just going yeah i don't care what he does i just want him to destroy everything yeah so that's that's sort of the is that okay that, that's my 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 thinking that the the sort of notion that well uh the politicians need to put forth their like detailed policy plans about mm. how they can make the lives of of the voters better like that's in, in order for that so old to work, you need to you need to actually have faith in the political system, and right. and that's the, the 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 problem is that that faith faith is is lost. So, in in that sense, I th I think that the what they want is that they want to get rid of the system that has produced. Uh, that they feel has produced the 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 state that they are uh, are in, and and therefore, 
they want him to tear it all down. So they just, yeah, okay. So, okay, so then that is, that's uh, instrumentally rational. I mean, I'm not, I'm not being a crazy rational choice theorist. I'm just saying, is there, is there method in their madness? So, okay, so yeah, if they want something to be destroyed, Trump it seems, it seems to be a good choice for that. Um, but, but then, but replaced with what? Just a big mess, or is there? What's the alternative scheme? You know, what will it be replaced with? I think it's uh, like at least some of the work that we've been doing on on these uh, kinds of frustrations is that people want to feel recognized. They want to uh, increase uh, in uh, status. So it is uh, people who want a system that uh, is more attuned to the lives of, I guess, the, the sort of average rural American worker rather than immigrants, uh, rather than uh, ethnic minorities, sexual minorities. I think that's the kind of of notion that these people have that you are not taking my life circumstances seriously enough while you are um, catering to these other groups. Okay, but the my sense is that n nothing that he does is actually going to um, fulfill that goal. Um, but then I'm thinking, well, a lot of the stuff the left does is just purely symbolic trivia with, that doesn't actually materially affect anyone's life. But obviously that kind of stuff is popular. Is it just, is it just the flip side of that? It's just purely symbolic. You know, what's the opposite of wokeness? Um, uh, darkness, sleepness, I don't know. Awoke, awake, uh, sleep, don't know. Let's call it darkness. Um, dokeness. Uh, is it just the kind of the mirror image of wokeness? It's just symbolic trivia, which again makes people feel good and feel respected. Oh, you know, the Trump Trump likes trucks. That makes me feel good. Without with you know with relatively little concrete difference being made. And you know, is it? I mean, I guess no, a lot. I mean, a lot of politics is like that in general. So I guess this would be no exception. No, I think that's a, that's a very good uh, question uh, about how. Well, it, it's 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 back to the to some of the biggest uh, discussions in social science about the materialistic basis of ideas and and so forth. Like, and and I I think we we don't really know how how much these ideas of uh, of identity. Uh, on both sides of the identity political spectrum are really uh, grounded in, in material grievances. Um, I, I think the, the verdict is, is, uh, is still out there in part because uh, the, uh, the debates are so intense that it's, uh, it's difficult to do research on them. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and the, the, you know, objects of study are not what they normally are, so they don't. We can't quite pin them down in with our tweezers. Um, so I have. So let me. Here I have a hypothesis. Let me just lay it out there for the sake of for the sake of posterity. Um, I sometimes wonder whether 
so America is a very rich place and the average income and you know uh, material well-being of people in America even uh, less well-off people in America is vastly uh, superior to much of the rest of the world and certainly human history and I sometimes wonder whether um, as this is a crude oversimplification um, which I'm very <laughs> happy with um, basically everybody's so well off they don't really give a toss and they can afford to indulge in these daft things I mean when you have when you have um, you know someone dry I saw some uh, video of it was something like it was it wasn't truckers for Trump it was it was something like dune buggy riders for Trump and they were basically uh, driving around the desert in Arizona or something saying you know I want to be free to do what I want with my money and if I want to spend twenty thousand dollars on a on this dune buggy to have fun and that's up to me it's my right so I'm thinking yeah it is your right but you're definitely not you know if you're worried about what to do with a spare twenty thousand dollars you're not particularly deprived um so anyway, so the general thing is, I wonder whether people are so materially well off that they don't really, they can afford to indulge in these, triv in the, in these trivial battles. Um, and if people were under more, uh, which I wouldn't wish upon them, if they were under more sort of traditional conditions, you know, the, where there was a realistic prospect of starving in the next month, um, the politics that would take place would be much more connected to reality because it would be a real, it'd be much more of a life and death situation in a way that it's not a life and death situation for um you know the, the median person on a median budget in a median state uh, i think so i i, I see i see uh, i see what you mean and the like this this classical saying that uh do, do you know why the the academic debates are so heated it's because there's yeah. so little at stake um, yes. but I, but, I, I, but it's, I, it's like it's like the 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 it, it, all that's left is the status competition which is why all these the culture wars are uh, so highly charged but sorry Cameron. yeah so i don't think that's true though okay uh, good. because if if you if you look at, uh, at at people's own perceptions then one one of the remarkable things and scary things that has happened in the united states is that for the first time in in many decades people now think that their children's uh, that the children will be worse off than uh, themselves they'll, yeah, but they'll, they'll have a smaller dune buggy i mean it's not like oh i think my kids are going to my kids are going to you know shrivel up in a ball of, um, from starvation i i think if if you there are signs of like stagnating wages and and so forth um but i'm not i'm but stagnating yeah but still you know they're slightly less rich no it's so i i for sure agree with you that uh that overall wealth is uh likely increasing and that a lot of it is uh, like this notion of relative deprivation, that that the real problem is that there are certain groups who are getting way more uh, than than other groups. So it it is more the the distribution uh, of uh, of income and and okay. wealth uh, and I so think, it's the it's the relative yeah uh, relative income rather than absolute income. Yeah, that seemed important. Uh, so the only argument that I've heard that makes some sense to me is from a 
a, a colleague of mine who um, surprisingly is, well, he's all, he has always been very Republican and to my surprise is uh, fairly pro-Trump too and certainly voted for Trump. So uh, um, despite my best efforts to change his mind. Uh, so he, his basic, he has a number of arguments, but the one that stuck out to me was that he said, uh, one way of putting it was that he was voting for the Republican ticket despite Trump. So he wasn't a big Trump fan of Trump per se, but the, as it were, the, a Republican winning the White House is not just one person, it's a whole administration. It's, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of appointments um, in the administration itself, in the executive itself, as well as judicial appointments. Um, and and so on. So his view was, yeah, I'm not. I don't, you know, I don't think Trump is great. I I accept that he's flawed in lots of ways, but uh, I'd rather have, you know, one baddie and 999 goodies rather than a thousand what he would think of as baddies. So again, I don't necessarily agree with him, but I thought, okay, well, that is a that is at least a cogent position. Uh, I, I wonder. Um, uh, it's a you know he's making a trade off, and it was not the trade off uh, I would make. But I thought, mm, okay. I wonder long term what will happen to. Well, I I did once. <laughs> I uh, many many days ago. Um, I I wondered whether tying that broader Republican administration to Trump would do the problem Republican Party damage, but. Oh, apparently not. Apparently, they're, um, you know, they've made political, they obviously the Republican politicians made a political calculation to follow along with Trump because he's popular. Uh, and it seems to have paid off. Yeah, so I I, I think that's an, an, an interesting question. And I do think that there are many people who are, uh, are thinking in, in, in that way. Um, I I think though that what is evident is that the the basic logic of or the basic values of the Republican Party has also changed over the last uh, decade or, or so, especially like beginning with the Tea Party and so forth. So so the 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 question is whether it is. Is it the same Republican Party that people were voting for like 20 years ago? And, and now you sort of get the same, but just with a crazy guy in front? I'm not sure that that, that is, is really the case. So it's a whole crazy team with the, a popular crazy team. Uh, I, I think we, we, we need some, uh, some uh, expert on, on the Republican Party uh, on, on air to, to actually help us answer that question. Uh, but, 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 yeah, I, I don't think it's the same party as it was before. Okay, um, but I mean, but some of the, the the people are the same. I mean, this this friend of mine is, um, you know, he's he dates from before the Tea Party. But so, depending on how this election goes, we well, either way, we've got we're going to have a lot to talk about in the in the the post mortem grisly, though it might be one, um, and we're. Uh, Really coming up to time, but one other observation I wanted to make was uh, just from this morning. It, um, I think the media in America in general is quite disappointing in that they tend, I'm talking in general terms, whatever side, they tend to overlook 
the delivery of just basic information in favor of spin. And sometimes you don't even know what it is that they're uh, spinning. Um, and, uh, and also disappointing the fact that even the, the um, I mean, the, the pro-Trump propaganda is disappointing for obvious reasons, but the, the anti-Trump, uh, whatever, Democrat left-leaning side of the media, it's also disappointing in the sense that they haven't, don't seem to have figured out a way of, um, of diffusing Trump or they constantly fall for the same tricks when it seems that there's some very easy things they could, relatively easy things they could do to short circuit this assault. And anyway, that's a whole nother uh, discussion, but just this morning it happened, um, this morning uh, European time. So, you know, Trump's coming, everyone's waiting for Trump to come out and do his, uh, do the first speech. And everyone's going, everyone's saying, oh, there's no way Trump's going to say that outrageous thing. You think, yes, there is. He always, if you think it, it's like the, the Babadook. If you think it, he will say it. So they all think, they know what he's going to say. Um, he's been saying it for, you know, months. So sure enough, he comes out and he says it. That, well, basically I've won. And if there's any change in the votes, um, that it's because of fraud. So it's the standard heads I win, tails you lose strategy that he always does. So what do they do? They don't say, they don't say, well, that's ridiculous. He obviously, he's telling everyone that he doesn't understand how elections work. Anyway, moving on. They then spend the next hour, as what I happen to be watching CNN. They then spend the next hour repeating his, uh, his outrageous thing. Like part, partly feigning outrage and shock. Like, oh, I can't believe he said this thing. It's like, what do you mean you can't believe it? He's been saying it every day for four years. It's not, that is not a surprise anymore. But also repeating this thing fraud it's not fraud and after a while all people hear is fraud fraud there's been a fraud, there's been fraud there's been fraud and they say it's um it, you know don't they know any basic social psychology if you say to people don't think of an elephant that's what they think of and if they say trump says there's fraud <gasps> uh how how devastating people who just see the chiron going past or just hear the you know what words are most frequent in this chatter just hear the word fraud um, and then it's and then it, it struck me that it's a bit like a car alarm. When you first hear the car alarm, it's alarming, and you know CNN think they're sounding the alarm. But then after a while, if it's just on all the time, you just habituate to it and you get used to it. And so them just constantly repeating his outrageous falsehoods, people just people get they become familiar, and then they don't seem that outrageous after all. It's completely counterproductive. And anyway, he did it anyway. He so he did it this morning, and they just did exactly the thing the same thing they always do in the with the wrong results uh, it's it's amazing to me with these people whose job it is to hold hold his feet to the fire and at least get to some uh, at least analyze what people are saying just get rolled every time yeah no it's 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 uh, it is interesting and also i, I must say i i felt the uh, the same kind of shock when when he had the when he did the speech, while the afterthought was, well, why why am sh why am I shocked? Because he has been saying that for the last couple of weeks, even months, yeah. like exactly the same thing. Yeah. Uh, um, so it, he keeps uh, telling you he's going to punch you in the face. Yeah. And then he punches you in the face. You go, I can't believe you punched me in the face. It is uh, it it is interesting the the sort of lack of willingness to. 
uh, accept uh, how bad uh, the state of reality uh, really is. But, yeah, but what, I don't know, maybe it's, well, it's easy for us to, you know, sit here on the sidelines and, well, that's what we're doing, right? We're putting the, putting the world to rights, whether they like it or not. Yes, yes, yes. We are, we are providing a map to uh, the world. We're, we're, doing our, we're doing our best uh, to map out these uh, interesting times. Okay, well, with that, I think we'll uh, leave this uh, actually sunny sun, uh, Wednesday morning on the 4th of November when we, Michael and I haven't checked the news the last hour. So who knows, maybe it's all done by now. So we'll go and check and we'll be sure to uh, bring you up to speed and map out the next phases of this crazy journey uh, in our next episode. Bye for now. Thank you.